It's time to cover all things Catholic in the heart of South and Central Texas. Live from the studios of the Guadalupe Radio Network, get ready to rise and walk with Richard and Julie Reyna. All right, folks, and good afternoon, and welcome to our local and live show, Rise and Walk. And I'm pretty thrilled to be here today, Julie. Uh, we've, uh, we had a break. Did we we had a break. We had a, a week off and travel and some good stuff going on. So we're back in studio, and it feels like a lifetime ago. It, sure <laughs> it feels like it went weeks. really fast, and then it also felt like we've been here for... We've been gone for a long time, so we're really happy to be with all our listeners. And you got here an hour ago, and we've been scrambling like crazy yes, trying to get this show going. you'll never <laughs> quite understand the crazy that goes on. And I'm, I'm hoping this happens in the background of every radio show. I'm trying to convince myself that most people don't show up and like are super organized and have everything to a T, but I'm sure there are those people, <laughs> yes, too. Yes, kind of like this morning. We are not those people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But hey, we're here. Uh, and thank you, all of you all, for joining me and, and Julie, I should say, uh, today or her, today here on Rise and Walk, and I want to get to praying right away, because mm-hmm. uh, today's show I'm pretty excited about, uh, and you'll be hearing a little bit more about it after our opening prayer. So if you'll please join me, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O God, who adorned St. Peter Julian Amard with a wonderful love for the sacred mysteries of the body and blood of your Son, graciously grant that we, too, may be worthy to receive the delights he drew from this divine banquet. Grant this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Our Lady Guadalupe. Pray for us. St. Joseph, terror of demons. Pray for us. St. Anthony of Padua. Pray pray for for us. us. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Wow. St. Peter Julian Amard. uh, He is a great saint, a great saint. And I was kind of excited to see that he was on our list of saints for the week because there we've got some big hitters this week, and so we wanted to make sure and highlight him and also highlight St. John Vianney. And oh, yes. then, if I could, I wanted to connect him no, to no, one of no, our favorite you, you saints, <laughs> our favorite saints who's coming, whose feast is coming up next week. So St. Peter Julian Emard is a fairly recent saint in that he was canonized by John the Twenty Third, and he lived in the 1800s or died in the 1800s. And what's absolutely fabulous about him is that he was so devoted to the blessed sacrament and i found him so intriguing because of his collection of books there's a beautiful collection of books they're small very easy to hold it's like nine or ten books volumes oh, yes, and i've yes. read them oh, and they are fantastic they're all about oh. his love of the blessed sacrament and they're just absolutely tremendous and they're little burgundy books and we came across them by the grace of somebody who gave us books it really wasn't actually already okay so these books are tremendous they're small little burgundy books and the titles are fantastic let me tell you some of the titles really quickly one is called in the light of the monstrance there's one on the month of saint joseph one of our lady of the blessed sacrament there's eucharistic retreat holy communion the real presence this priest, this holy saintly priest, was very, very in love with Jesus and the Blessed Sacrament. Don't you love saying that? Oh. I mean, and and it was all of it. So you'll see his image, and a lot of times the most famous images of him holding the monstrance, and he's all about the Blessed Sacrament. And his feast day being this week just makes me remember that for a lot of people in this time of strife, when everyone's really nervous and worried, and maybe some people aren't going to mass yet, or For whatever reason, all the chaos that's going on, I feel like it's so important to come close to saints like St. Peter Julian Emard because his love of the Blessed Sacrament helps us remember 
who is supposed to be at the center of our lives, and it really is the Blessed Sacrament. Just think about the fact that if we were so focused on God in the Blessed Sacrament, on the idea that he is present with us truly in the sacrament, that if that was our focus all day long, the amount of worry that would drop from our Mm. shoulders, the amount of cares for all the worldly things would hopefully dissipate. And he is a great example of really focusing on our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament and having an, an incredible love for Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. And for those of us who have, for whatever reason, are not back at Holy Mass, I would encourage you to look him up and find some of his works. You, nowadays, you can order everything and have it right dropped to your door. Get one of his books, one of his volumes on the Blessed Sacrament. Meditate, find prayers on online, and find out what it was about the Blessed Sacrament that enthralled him so much, and make that help you gravitate towards more peace in your life, because he was a tremendous saint. So we're so happy that his feast day was this week. And then we're going to talk about St. John Vianney, <laughs> whose feast day is tomorrow. And many people know him because he's known as the, the patron saint of the priests. Oh, yes, and there was yes. even a, a year of St. John Vianney. Wasn't there a year of St. John? Uh, or maybe it was, he was the year for priests. Year and, for priests. He yes. and he is fantastic. For our local people, though, I really want to make sure everyone knows that I, I don't know how many people know this. I know you and I are creator Catholics, and we did not really appreciate this until we were really coming into our faith. There is an, a relic in every altar in every Catholic church, and the relic at Holy Spirit Catholic Church here in San Antonio mm-hmm. is a relic of St. John Vianney. Amen. And he is there, in, and so they will mention him at Holy Mass tomorrow, I'm sure, and if you want to come be more close to a relic of St. John Vianney's, please attend Holy Mass. They have daily Mass there Especially at next Tuesday. <laughs> and this is what I'm coming to, is because both... Peter Julian Emard and St. John Vianney are huge devotees of St. Philomena. And Mm. St. Philomena is a beloved saint close to our family's heart because she has done tremendous miracles in our personal lives. And we have a huge, huge devotion to her. And we've been leading the Arch Confraternity of St. Philomena for many years. And we are in our 13th year of devotion to St. Philomena by way of leading the Arch Confraternity of St. Philomena of San Antonio. And we meet three times a year. Now, during these crazy times that we're having, it's been, it's been rough, but in God's providence, we've been able to have Holy Mass available during the times that um, her feast days happen. Oh, yes. So her feast day is next week. It's August 11th, and we're going to meet there at the Church of the Holy Spirit for the regularly scheduled 1210 Holy Mass and we're going to abide by all the um, rules and regulations, be very careful about um, uh, abiding by all those conditions. But of course, we'd, we'd like to p- invite people to attend Holy Mass at 1210 and then do what is the tradition of the Arch Confraternity, which is then congregate outside. We'll spread out. It'll be nice and beautiful outside. God willing, we won't be boiling in the sun. And we'll proceed to pray the Litany of St. Philomena, which was written by St. John Vianney yeah, himself. And I love mentioning St. John Vianney in this case because, you know, he's, uh, so many miracles attributed to St. John Vianney, and he attributes them all of Saint them Philomena. to St. Philomena's intercession. Yes. So, I mean, I mean that's just, I mean, there, there's many a pope 
And a saint, a Saint Padre Pio. I mean, yes, just, he had a sister named devotions. Philomena. And exactly. Saint Padre Pio was born on one of her feast days. We celebrate three of her feast days. We celebrate her birth, well, her liturgical feast day, which is August 11th. We celebrate her birthday, which is January 10th. And we celebrate the feast of the finding of her tomb on May 25th. So Mass was reopened right before we had, and I wondered, how are we going to do this? How are we going to mark Saint Philomena's feast? And thanks be to God, the churches were open just prior to that, and a few of us were able to congregate and attend Holy Mass and Thanksgiving and then pray. So we have yet to break our record of 13 years, and I invite people. <laughs> I know there are a lot of people who will not be able to attend normally out through these 13 years. We've been able to sometimes schedule a, a specially scheduled Mass, and devotees would come um, specifically for this Mass. Because of the circumstances right now, we're not able to do that. So I appreciate there might be a lot of people who can't, for whatever reason, attend the 1210 uh, Tuesday Mass at Holy Spirit. But we invite you to join us in prayer. Know that we will be keeping you in our prayers. And really try to find out more about St. Peter Julian Emard, St. John Vianney, and of course my beloved St. Philomena, because mm. all their feast days are within these two weeks. And when they're there next Tuesday, they can see the wonderful work that uh, we've been doing to beautify the statue Absolutely. there Okay, and, so Father Antonio at Holy Spirit is fantastic. He's been doing a lot of beautiful things. He's a very holy and wonderful priest. And he gave us permission to beautify the area around St. Philomena's statue, which is right outside the Eucharist to Adoration Chapel. And so we put you and my son, Elijah, to work, and we planted about 40 plants, and we've really been um, adamant about making sure that they're beautiful. And we, we encourage people to come see that because we're trying to beautify the church grounds, but also specifically we're trying to beautify the garden around St. Philomena. So those people who come and stand in front of her statue and pray for her intercession will be uh, edified by the by the beauty of uh, her surroundings. So if you at all want to help us with the garden in that you can uh, donate um, something to us, we are very adamant about keeping it beautiful and specific and glorious, and we are tending it ourselves, the Reina Oof. family. <laughs> so if you want to contact, I'm, I'm sure we can, they can contact you, right? Yes, and some friends of ours, beautiful friends of ours, the Coles, they have a daughter named They have uh, a daughter named Philomena. There's actually quite a few Philomenas coming out of the ground in the yeah. Garden of Jesus. So <laughs> there was a Philomena um, born. She's four now. I think she's yes. four years old. And she has a new baby sister yeah, who was just born. Felicity Cole. Felicity Cole. So and her we birthday send our on love uh, on... Guess whose birthday was uh, Saturday, <laughs> yeah. August 1st. Uh, it's the famous Richard Reyna. Yeah. Your birthday. You became... Fi- can I say it? Yeah, 51. I, I know people always say, how dare you say your wife's name on Facebook? Uh, no, uh, birthday. Day. We don't care. We love it. 51. Yeah. So for those of you who wished Richard Reyna a happy birthday on Facebook, thank you so much. And we are very blessed. I know I'm blessed to have you in my life. So thank you, Jesus, for the birthday of Richard Reyna. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, again, the fullness of truth. Uh, Super uh, excited about it. It's going to whiz right up to us. Really I know. Their, their conference is going to be taking place on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. <laughs> August 21st, 22nd, and 23rd at the Hyatt Hill Country Resort. Folks, if you haven't yet signed up, again, that room, I think, holds about 3,000 people. But due to the restrictions, they're going to cut it down to 700. So it's less than half, right? Uh, less than a quarter, because a quarter would be 2,800. <clears throat> oh, you're you doing know, too much whatever. math for me on a Monday. Uh, yes. Anyway, um, <laughs> and they're going to practice social distancing. They're going to keep people six feet apart at least. Absolutely. You know, 
think about it the way they're, they're working it all out there great speakers we're hoping to great coordinate speakers. an interview with Jesse Romero of course Father Donald Calloway who put together the book on the, the Consecration of St. Joseph, Saint Joseph. Love um, it. And, and just so many other awesome uh, speakers Father Ken Geraci who we're going to yes. have our, as our keynote speaker for next year's uh, Fishers of Men Benefit Dinner for Guadalupe Radio it's just going to be a great event for more information hit their Facebook page Fullness of Truth is just look for that or fullnessofthetruth.org because I'm pretty sure the tickets are going to sell out really, really quickly. So, uh, and this is a fantastic family event. If you want to be immersed in Catholicity, you need to come to this event. Yeah, it's fantastic. Bringing, they, I think they can still say the largest Catholic bookstore in Texas. I mean, it's just bookstore. incredible. I think it, we should just start a commune and just have the Fulton Street Commune because <laughs> it's that, that fantastic that. to have everybody <laughs> struggling towards holiness. All these families, all these mothers and fathers, all these kids. It's fantastic. So if you want to find something that will rejuvenate you, Oof. come to the Fulton Street Truth yes, Conference. I mean, I mean, their, their bookstore alone, books and gifts, fills up. A whole uh, banquet hall, a, a, a room, a ballroom. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's got, it's got books. It's got art. It's got uh, different kinds of media, CDs, DVDs. Mm-hmm. I'm sure uh, you can find the books dress. that I was mentioning about St. Peter, Julian, and Mark. Everything is fantastic. There. So, yeah, it's really Please sign up. Sign up quickly because you don't want to hear, sorry, we're sold out. Cause, uh, you're going to miss out. Of course, they have the DVDs and CDs available afterwards. Absolutely. For the and speakers, those are great for still. people who attended and want to share with other people, too. So make sure you keep oh. that in mind also. Oh, you mentioned my birthday and we mentioned Felicity Cole, but of course, Patrick Tam, my buddy. <gasps> Patrick Tam. Okay. You have to tell him who Patrick Tam well, Patrick is. Patrick Tam. Nobody knows who he is. He lives in <laughs> Kennedy, Texas. His wife is Joy. So he's married to Joy. <laughs> um, oh, he man. Was I wish you on... could say you were married to Joy. That's yeah. kind of like, well, not oh, no. her. I, okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, Julian Joy, his, that's He good. was born on the exact same day. At the exact same moment? Do you yes. all know? No, if no, you're... no, no. Not the moment. <laughs> but the exact same day, August 1st, 1969, awesome. we were both born that day. Happy How birthday, awesome. Patrick. So way to go. Hopefully he's you. on his tractor right now listening. And that's what he does. He's, he, he, he's a he's great a supporter awesome. of the GRN, and yes. we just really are appreciative of his friendship. So God yeah. bless you, Patrick. Great guy. Great great family, I should say. So anyway, and then lastly, I'm going to ask for people to please pray for Monsignor Charles Pope. Um, yes. He was diagnosed. He tested positive uh, for COVID-19, and uh, he's a, he was a speaker at the Summer Speaker Series that we had for Guadalupe Radio Network uh, two Thursdays ago, and uh, he's awesome. He's keep- a fantastic priest, yes. and we love him very much, and so we'll be praying protection and um, healing and safety for him. I'm sure it's always a little bit kind of scary. I mean, we don't have anybody we know particularly close to us that's been diagnosed, but um, it is probably fairly alarming, so we'll pray for Father Monsignor Pope. Amen, amen. And actually, I haven't mentioned who's going to be on our show today, so let me mention that, and then we'll who? do a who's break. Who's going to be on of our course. show? Do we actually have people uh, yes, on our show we have, today? You know, <laughs> uh, our Lady of the Atonement uh, and the Atonement Academy um, are near and dear to my heart. We are and, huge fans. And people know that my, my voice goes up a couple of octaves whenever I talk about them, because <laughs> I get so excited, so I need to calm down. Uh, but they're going to be, we're going to be highlighting the Atonement Academy today. Uh, we're going to have with us in studio, we have in studio with us, John Creech, the assistant head of school, Excellent. as well as Matt Watson, head of school Fantastic. for Atonement Academy, the Atonement Academy. And I want to make sure we're going to be highlighting a whole bunch of different things uh, that they do there at the school. Uh, you're going to hear why I love everything that they do. But don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with more Rise and Walk here on the Guadalupe Stay Radio tuned Network. Stay for more Rise and Walk here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Join us at the ninth annual Charity Dove Hunt Fundraiser for Guadalupe Radio Network, presented by the San Antonio Family Association. This most awesome event will take place on Tuesday, September 1st, 
at the Iltis Ranch just north of Hondo, Dove Hunt capital of Texas. There'll be a morning hunt as well as an afternoon hunt, complete with breakfast tacos and a kielbasa sausage lunch. For more information, visit SanAntonioFamilyAssociation.com. You're listening to Rise and Walk with my dad and mom, Richard and Julie Reyna. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Did you know that Mother Angelica wasn't the first to use radio to evangelize? There was a saint who decided to use radio for evangelization over a half century earlier when radio was still a novelty. He is a Catholic radio pioneer that we look up to. I'm Lan Oswald, president of the Guadalupe Radio Network. On December 8th, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, in 1938, St. Maximilian Kolbe addressed the brothers at his monastery in Poland about the importance of radio. That day, they made their first radio broadcast. St. Maximilian believed that every technology should first serve God and that we shouldn't fall behind others who use new technologies for harmful purposes. Colby recognized that radio could reach souls that writing or television couldn't. And that is why we founded the Guadalupe Radio Network, to reach and save souls. This has been your GRN Family Minute. Thank you for being part of the GRN family. St. Maximilian Colby, pray for us. Instead of fighting the crowds, isn't it so much easier to hop online and do your shopping in the comfort of your own home? Did you know that you can help the Guadalupe Radio Network when you shop online? All you need to do is shop on Amazon Smile and 0.5% of your purchase goes to the GRN. Just go to AmazonSmile.com and select La Promesa Foundation as your nonprofit of choice. La Promesa is the parent company of Guadalupe Radio. It's that simple to give a little extra help to the Guadalupe Radio Network. Now, back to Rise and Walk with Richard and Julie. And just like that, we are back, like he just finished saying, we were back with more Rise and Walk. <laughs> Woo, I love how that works out. Okay, so folks, the Atonement Academy. Um, you can see how I'm purposely trying to slow it down because I go way <laughs> too fast. We get excited. It's a great, great school. Yes, I mean, there's things that, that, that I've learned and heard and experienced with the school that I'm like, what can I do what can we do with this Guadalupe Radio Network, this beautiful, I'm going to say it, a gift of Guadalupe Radio Network, uh, airing over five stations in South and Central Texas, Uvalde, Kerrville, Fredericksburg, Marble Falls, and of course our big flamethrower station here in San Antonio area uh, to promote the Atonement Academy. Um, well, let's do it with at least an interview now and, and, and with Headmaster, I'm sorry, Head of School, Matt uh, Watson and John Creech. I want to thank both of you all for being with us here today. On Rise and Walk. How you doing? Doing well. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Very good. Thanks for having us. All right. So you all are pros at this. You've done this a thousand times before. It's going to be easy we for you. We understand you're on radio almost every day, right? So you'll yes. t- we're yes. going to leave it to you. I have my Take jokes right here. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I know a lot of wonderful things about the school, but I want you to share... Uh, and I, I know you have to shift gears a little bit because today you started your all's in-service. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, the Atonement Academy... Uh, yeah, show us a history. Yeah, the Tomei Academy is so beautiful. And I know it's hard to because you're so full of humility and so humble. But tell us why? Why the school? Why should people uh, consider the Atonement Academy? Well, I, maybe I'll start there if I could. This is Matt Watson, head of school at Atonement. Uh, I actually didn't grow up Catholic. You guys wow. were talking about that earlier. Awesome. I grew up at a great independent evangelical church okay. where. I learned the gospel, I learned the Bible, and there was a school attached to it uh, that met there okay. during the week, modest, uh, but great people involved with it. 
And even as I got older, went on to college, probably spent my share of time thinking I'd outgrown all that and, you know, like many of us do, um, and then eventually uh, became Catholic. I, I always had this ideal that for true godliness, uh, a school couldn't really be shuttered on the weekend, truly. There had to be this seamless integration mm-hmm. of the life of the church with the life of the school, and, sure. and uh, you know that only became more full after I became Catholic mm-hmm. and realized, well, the ideal is that the Christian educational endeavor should unfold in the shadow of the Eucharist, is Absolutely. how I would put it now. And there are so few schools that are parish schools that go all the way through 12th grade, mm-hmm. and, and that happens. And the Atonement Academy is, is one of those. And mm-hmm. so when the uh, possibility of being a part of that came up, something clicked, and I said, that is really an ideal situation, wow. just even structurally. Yeah. Wow. So I'll, I'll just mention that, and mm-hmm. then maybe Mr. Well, Creech has uh, uh, something. I'll jump in there real quick, because sure. you know, I'm glad I didn't know prior to the show that you were a convert, because I would have just honed in on that. I love <laughs> conversion stories. Welcome home. I mean, so how long have you, you been Catholic? Uh, since fall 2007. 2000. Wow. So what was it? What was, could you, could you, a lot of people say there's a myriad of things. Was there one clicker that you said, that well, said, I got to be Catholic? Or was so, it a slow kind of... I grew up, uh, again, with these good Christian people Mm -hmm. who, among other things, taught me that Catholics were going to hell. And so (laughs) it it was off the table. Uh But as I went to uh, a Christian college, uh, Protestant, a Quaker college, actually, and started studying history, Uh I'll just give you one turning point. I had an Anglican professor, Mm -hmm. my favorite history professor. Mm-hmm. And when I finally took the medieval era oh. survey course with her mm-hmm. you know, as a history major, one of the things she said in her preamble at the beginning of the class as she was going over her syllabus was, now, and she got a little serious here, <sighs> I don't want to hear anyone ridiculing Catholics. <clears throat> oh, wow. wow. This is the heritage of all Christians. Our work really? is going to be to understand why they believed what they did. So she certainly recognized her audience, which included me, who was very prepared to do that. Yeah. But I I kind of point back to that as the start down a road of people I respected, authors I respected, life circumstances that pushed, and incrementally reoriented me to a place where I went from Catholics are going to hell. Catholics are okay. I'd like to be cosmopolitan enough to accept that Catholicism is nice and mm-hmm. aesthetically pleasing to, my goodness, I think I, I need to do something <laughs> That's about this. That's an incredible journey. <laughs> so lots of stops along wow. the way, but I point to that as the starting point. That's, That's fantastic. Awesome. And I think for a lot of converts, that's a, a part of their story is all it took was someone saying, let's just consider the um, the foundations, because there's a lot of people who say that once you study history, and you know mm-hmm. the facts, and you know that the church fathers were in fact Catholic. It it becomes um, impossible to negate that, and then you're suddenly you're Catholic, and so mm-hmm. the, it's just a slippery slope in a good direction. Yeah. So, 
Fantastic. Yeah. I'm so happy to hear that. So, John, I want to hear from you, from your perspective as assistant head of school. Uh, tell me why the atonement? Well, sure. Um, I don't know that my story is going to be, <laughs> I bet it will be. be that I, much different I because be. I, too, am a convert. Oh, no um, oh, yeah. uh, yes, like and, a convert, convert conference or something. <laughs> and, um, I mean, I could say that my journey to atonement really probably started with my entry into the church. Okay. I'm, I'm afraid to, to say how long ago that was, but um, 91, roughly. And, oh, and, and oh, in God. high school, I had the advantage, um, last couple of years of high school, my family sending me to the local Catholic high school Okay. Um, as a junior and senior. I took two classes there in theology. Okay. Um, they were actually world religions and social oh. justice. So oh, I didn't wow. actually even get doctorate when, <laughs> when I was there. But it set me on this path of wanting to have que- have answers to important questions okay. about life. Um, you know, where why are we here? Where mm-hmm. are we going? You know, is there real truth that can be found, especially in the moral life? Mm-hmm. And th- I was all set when I graduated to go to UT to study classics. Um, okay. And I put that aside because I found the small college. Um, I grew up in Beaumont, so okay. you know, Beaumont. I wasn't. Awesome. Um, so Houston was the big city. Found okay. a small Catholic college there, um, and I went there primarily because, well, they had a little, uh, you know, Greek and Latin I could study. But I really Ooh. was interested in uh, the theology and philosophy. Was it St. Thomas or where? I was St. Tho- University okay, of St. Cool. Thomas. Very right. nice. So um, that set me on the path of of my conversion, and really, what drove it was. Um, I had questions, and there were answers, and the and the Catholic Church oh, had answers it. and intelligent answers, <sighs> uh, and reasons, and reason can bring you so mm-hmm. far. Uh, then sanctified and redeemed by faith, Absolutely. it takes you all the way. So, um, I think atonement does that remarkably well. Um, the union of of faith and reason. Um, giving real answers mm-hmm. uh, to, and saying that there is an objective truth and equipping students wow. to go out into the, into the world, uh, you know, evangelize and and hopefully sanctify their, their corner of the world wherever they end up. I already got people commenting, via, just messaging me, going, wow, this is some cool stories. We're listening, watching via Facebook right now. So. You're, you're saying something that's so countercultural, aren't, aren't you? Because um, today's day and age, you'll, you'll hear people saying left and right at every moment of every day that there's no objective truth and that there's, you can't um, argue a lot of people's from the other side through the perspective of reason at all. If you follow something to its logical conclusion, um, if people were to take the time to do that. So atonement is a beautiful gem in this sea of crazy where you can send your, your children to be really immersed. Is that correct? Like really completely surrounded in a beautiful way that gives them such a foundation to go out into the crazy and maybe change that, right? Right, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> And you two are leading the school, the head of school and assistant head of school. Uh, you know, when I found out uh, many years ago that uh, the Atonement Academy celebrated uh, Holy Mass daily, and that right there, with the kids, yeah. I mean, just with with the, with, the, with the students, that really got me. Uh, I, we, my wife and I, my family, we absolutely love Holy Mass, yes. and, and to hear that there's a school, uh, the masses the kids, are gorgeous too, the, with the with the kids singing. It's heavenly. I mean, it's very otherworldly. I've been to several. We've been to several special occasions. We've been to funerals. The students are magnificent. These kids are incredible. And we know, as we were saying before, we know a lot of families whose kids go to atonement. 
they are a class act. These kids are really fantastic. Tell us a little bit about the facility because I know when we first went there, it was like stepping into the Dead Poet Society set. It was so fantastic. I think I had my face pinned to the library windows because I said, I think I'll live right here. Clad in wood gorgeous. Can you tell us a little bit about the facilities and what y'all have? Because you have a lot. Sure. We have a great campus with room to grow. Uh, I'm kind of an outdoorsy type. Mm-hmm. When I oh, no come to campus, when I came to campus for the first time, I just really noticed how it was nestled mm-hmm. in, in the and beginning of the foothills and, there mm-hmm. in the northwest side of the city. Um, the playing field is the shelf carved into the limestone hillside. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> The architecture harkens back to our Anglican roots mm-hmm. as an ordinary uh, school, and that may be something to talk about at some point. Absolutely. Uh, that non-geographic diocese, the ordinary that we are a part of and the church is a part of. Uh, so it, it has kind of the look of uh, old England. The doors are bright red. Mm-hmm. There's stonework. There's a beautiful courtyard. Uh, you know, the church is beautiful. The, the church chapel is, is beautiful. And, mm-hmm. of course, uh, the library, as it should be, is the central nervous system of the academic buildings. Wow. Uh, just centered among the classrooms and glass on all sides. So, so fantastic. I love it. And it's, it's beautiful. Two stories. You can see it from, no, yeah, really? from the second No, really? I don't think I remember well. that it was two look, stories. Yeah, you can read up there and look down. Wow. I just remember so. falling in love with it. I'm a big reader. And just to stand outside, because it was closed at the time. I think we were there for an evening mass. And we were trekking from the church to the hall, which is also another glorious mm-hmm. place. The library is so, I mean, you just, anybody who loves to read, and I think anybody who doesn't love to read would say, I need to be in this room right now. And surrounded by, I'm sure, all classic literature and gorgeous books of every kind. And I just, it's so um it so enables the student to really get into the whole academic feel i mean that from the uniforms to the f- beautiful mm. facilities to the gorgeous campus it's just a lovely place to be isn't it just it really, it really is and i, I i'd say that um all of it <clears throat> is of a piece with i think another dimension of an atonement education which is to introduce and steep um, maybe enculturate, you might say, um, students in genuine beauty. Right. Um, that's one of the things that drew me to the place Absolutely. when I came to visit. I heard. I went to. I went to mass. Heard the the choir, and this Fantastic. was, you know, I may be junior senior choir. And Lifts your heart. This sounded more professional. I mean, even angelic. It was gorgeous. And and mm-hmm. it was spine chilling to to mm-hmm. hear. Um, just beautiful. So you're immersing your students in the true good and beautiful, aren't you? That's so, right. In every exactly. way. Fantastic. I'm telling you, these kids walk around in these gorgeous uniforms and they're just really steeped in classical. Tell us a little bit about the curricula, like what 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 you really I mean, obviously, it's very um, immersed in uh, Catholic faith and and learning the true good and beautiful. Tell us a little bit about the curriculum and what what the kids learn on a general basis. Well, so when a school, whether it's a charter school or a Catholic school or, or maybe a Protestant school, uh, adopts that term, classical, they're, they're typically seeing themselves as, as a part of a movement mm-hmm. that really has taken shape over, I'd say, the last 20 or 30 years as a, a self-conscious uh, educational movement. Mm-hmm. 
And you'll, you'll see different variations on this, but typically there are three things a classical education will have in common. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is the belief that there is such a thing as truth and that it's noble. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, a, a conception of human excellence uh, described by virtue. So it's not how popular you are, it's not how much money you have <laughs> right. that ultimately registers your worth or your weight as mm-hmm. a person. It is this uh, set of time-honored, uh, long-understood but seldom practiced well right. uh, human excellences called virtues that mm-hmm. wherever you start from, you can work at them. Right. Uh, and this is just how humans are designed. Now, we're fallen, and it usually goes haywire in one way or another. <laughs> right. But we are designed to grow steadily in excellence uh, yes. from facing small challenges to standing steady on a battlefield or, or whatever this heightened moment is or whatever danger mm-hmm. or challenge comes over the horizon. Maybe it's a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, but virtues are things that we don't, uh, you know, like a phone book cross-reference and here's what I do in this instance. Right. It prepares us to meet, you know, be a man for all seasons, right. as has oh, been said. So, and then the third thing is tradition. So I've been in education in one form or another I guess we're all just getting old here. <laughs> but, uh, but since I I'm pretty sure you're younger than we are. So. Well, we've, no. uh, in one form or another, since I graduated college, and, and education is a field, it is a profession, mm-hmm. it is uh, an endeavor of academic study, uh, beholden to fads and trends. Absolutely. You know, you don't like what's going on in your typical school today. Well, the next administration will flip it on its head. Hang in there. Right. Right. And this becomes the attitude, you know, there's this constant and never, (laughs) never dying faith in silver bullets. Mm -hmm. And they never come. Um, So we don't look to those things. We look to what has worked, what Western civilization and the church in its life has kind of sifted Mm and what remains. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some things from our own era will remain. We're not going to know that for some time. But there are many eras, many ages of the church with very different personalities, you know, from century to century. And yet the same things have generation after generation been found of worth. Mm -hmm. Um, So that when we we recommend Shakespeare to a sophomore, Mm -hmm. if the sophomore finds it dry, the problem we would propose is with the teenager. And don't worry. <laughs> and not with Shakespeare. We will walk right. with you, right. and we will grow up into a place where we can commune with this great mind, or whoever it may be, a, a musical composition, a piece of art. So in broad strokes, when we, in contemporary educational practice, are talking about a classical education, those are some of the things we have in mind, and frankly, you know, as Catholics, we have the inheritance to do Absolutely. classical education better than anyone in its form. Right. Amen. You know, it's funny how uh, there's a, one other school in San Antonio, St. Mary Magdalene Catholic School, they're attached to the parish, St. Mary Magdalene, that they received uh, recognition that, uh, I might not get this correctly, but you can, you can articulate it better for me, the, the uh, St. John Newman, or St. Cardinal, uh, 
which one is it? Card- Cardinal, Cardinal Newman. There you go. Society. Cardinal Newman Society. Yes. Uh, some kind of a, a award, a recognition of it. And I put it on Facebook. And within like 10 minutes, bling, 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 bling. I got a couple of different messages on Facebook. And then <clears throat> not on the actual post. Hey, don't forget, there's another school in town that yeah. we see that as well. Tell us about what that, that recognition that, that, is. Yeah. And uh, Well, I, the Cardinal Newman honor roll for uh, Catholic schools is a very exclusive list. There's only 50 on it. I think really? it might have been 52 yeah. the last time. And this is wow. nationwide. That's incredible. And, and, it, and it is. And what a, what a great vision for kind of shifting the conversation about Catholic schooling from, from being a maybe even a, a status symbol to sure. being a, a place of formation. Sure. And so basically they hold schools uh, who would like to apply for this designation to very high standards of Catholicity uh, in their life and in their teaching, uh, liberal arts curriculum, and so forth, and they scrutinize it. And, and uh, you know, I was actually, uh, also I, I spent 10 years in the Houston area. I was at oh, a, wow. a great Catholic high school there, and we applied several years in a row for that designation wow. and never got it. Wow. And the Atonements enjoyed it um, for seven or eight years. You're kidding me, point. really? Yes. Uh, wow. Yeah. It's, so how did I feel? Like, oh, I can't believe I forgot to post that on there. Yeah. So I love it. That's an incredible designation to have received that honor six or seven times, you said? I, th- I think it's for four-year yeah. terms okay. that they award it, okay. and will be up for renewal soon. Fantastic. Oh, my goodness. The parents. Tell me about the parents of these fabulous students, the families of the people who attend this glorious school. Tell me about their involvement and maybe a little bit about the reasons you're hearing their children are in this school. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, so we have wonderful families. Yeah, I bet you All, do. Our families are dedicated to the school and to uh, obviously to their kids, right. um, and that's why they send them there. And they're they're very much involved in the school. Last year, for example, um, we kind of opened the door to to volu- you know, having some volunteers, having the parents oh, wow. come mm-hmm. and help during lunch, and <laughs> and we couldn't find slots for everyone. Everyone wanted to really? be really okay. Involved. Now that's and not something that usually happens at a school. You usually have a scrounge for people to come and no, begging them and dragging them to help. And you're <laughs> saying you've got parents waiting in line to help. Plenty of yes, exactly. Fantastic. And and so that's been um, a tremendous blessing to the to the school. Um, and. Yeah, I mean, the, the parents, one of the things that they'll say um, over and over again, I hear this, is, you know, when they tell me, why do I send my son or daughter to the school? Uh, daily Mass. Um, daily you know, Mass. Religion every day, uh, integration of the faith mm-hmm. with what they're studying and their subjects. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, just to jump from there to back to the question of the, the Cardinal Newman um, yes. honor roll, um, that's important partly because as a as an ordinary at school as coming out of mm-hmm. you know a catholic school coming out of that Anglic- anglican tradition we kind of look to st john henry newman yeah, absolutely um, what and a he wrote this great model. book the idea absolutely. of the university and one of the things we try to do you know with with the uh, curriculum is to achieve that uh, integration that full integration um, of of the subjects um, so if you're in history class certainly you want to talk about uh, this is being evidence of, you know, kind of the, the fallenness of humanity, right. the fleck- fecklessness of humanity and, right. and, and, and the various foibles. But, yeah, also an opportunity to discuss where there was virtue right. um, and, you know, where was virtue missed, but where was the opportunity. So the, the subjects being integrated together, um, science mm-hmm. being evidence of, 
you know, the orderly, orderliness uh, yes. of the cosmos um, and all of this pointing toward, you know, our, the, the transcendent origin of it all uh, and mm-hmm. our ultimate uh, home. And Newman would have a, he would say um, that really, you know, a, the, a good Catholic school should really try to achieve the reintegration of kind of our disintegration uh, that resulted Ooh. from the fall. And, yeah. and that's what at least we're, we're, we're attempting to do. Of course, it's been placed in imperfect hands, uh, you know, <laughs> as, as fallen human beings day. ourselves. <laughs> that's right. but, but that's the that's the aim. And I know before we actually went on the air, I mentioned daily mass and, and you said you all celebrate daily mass twice a day. Is that correct? Well, we have so we have we have a 7 a.m. mass for oh, anyone gotcha. in the community. And mm-hmm. then um, this year, because we're uh, coming back to school and trying to do that as safely as possible, we're. We're having two masses during the day to make sure Fantastic. that we can be safe about it and also have everybody um, all throughout the school continue with having daily mass. So let's get into that because I'm very <laughs> interested to hear. I mean, there's the question of the day, right? With all this discussion about um, do we go back to school? Do we not go back to school? Do we go virtually? What's, um, what's the concerns? How do we handle this really weird scenario that we're in right now? And then we hear that y'all are coming back to school. And we're like, wow, they're just really on the on the forefront of, you know, breaking the <laughs> the barriers and really like deciding to be bold, bold about your Catholic faith, bold about the situation going on. Tell us the scenario in which you all decide to do this and, and how you've decided to handle what other people would say is, you know, maybe other people would say, oh, my goodness, is that really a good a good scenario? Is it a good idea? What's the rationale behind moving mm. and opening the doors for school and starting the year. Well, that that is a million dollar <laughs> question right now. Yeah, I guess I would just I preface. Um, I, I would say that it could also be very courageous not to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there could be crowds calling for opening, and you look at the evidence, and and you don't feel it's right. Uh, so I, I think courage is called for probably across the board uh, mm-hmm. among a lot of parties these mm-hmm. days. And I'd also offer the caveat, I don't think we're going to know who navigated this perfect, who had the perfect plan until right. a few years out. Right. No one knows that right now. So what we're going to do is we are going to have a plan. Mm-hmm. We're going to be transparent with our community about where that came from. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be very proactive in communicating with our community and those who are looking to us for leadership. Okay. Now, the great thing about having a plan is it's the perfect place to be in order to pivot when new information arises. Okay. So with the information we have, with the teacher s- staff we have now, uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, schools and they can be in a situation where maybe their faculty is turning over right. at a rate of 30 or 40% per year. I, I would have major hesitations about that leading case. that group into right. a situation in which day one, these new features to our day are going to be in place, and, and you've it's got that extremely kind of important. Right. Um, what I would want to point out as, as one of the key factors is our faculty. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mentioned before that we just left in service it's our first day of in service today we're we're spread out in a big room wearing masks and our presenters are wearing uh, face shields 
you can wow, tell they're not wow. mad at you. It's a new day, huh? It is. <laughs> uh, and we're following city guidelines for that and for numbers in, in particular yeah. rooms. Uh, but I, I can guarantee if I sent a text and said, hey, guys, uh, Mr. Creech and I are not going to be back uh, the rest of the week. Please follow the in-service schedule. We would get back in that school would be in as good a shape as if we were there. That's Fantastic. Awesome. That is the kind of faculty we have. They they are long term and dedicated to this vision. This is not just uh, another stop uh, in a long career. Mm-hmm. People come to this school purposefully right. to carry out their vocation, and they take ownership of it. Wow! And so I, that is a key factor for me when I say, guys. Look, we're going to go out on a limb here, and I do believe we're going out on a limb doing mm-hmm. this on, on a number of levels Whether sure. <laughs> that I won't get into. We all know them. <laughs> it's an, a new world, an it's, unknown scenario, Exactly. Right? But for me, very much of it is about the plan and about who you are carrying out that plan okay. with. Uh, so how did we make that decision when, for instance, we heard that uh, the San Antonio uh, public schools in some districts around here were postponing. Mm-hmm. Talked to our pastor, Father mm-hmm. Mark Lewis. Uh, talked to Mr. Creech. Uh, talked to some members of the advisory council, and it was unanimous. Uh, the sense was, we are proceeding with caution. Whether we start on time, whether we postpone that one week, two weeks, three weeks, mm-hmm. the the plan's really the same, and we're ready to carry out our plan. Wow, and that takes amazing, a, an it? amount of calm, doesn't yes. it? I, I can sense from you that even though the world is telling us to be whirled up and crazy, there's a peace that comes from knowing that you're going to be diligent in, in protecting your children and your staff, but also remembering that God and his almighty will will guide you. And as long as it's been prayerfully planned, which I'm sensing that I'm sure it was at atonement, that really it's regardless of what the future brings, you are moving forward in a fashion that puts your trust in God and you're doing the preparatory work that makes it such that you can easily change and modify according to the needs of the situation. And it gives probably great confidence to your families that are about to send their kids back to school. Am I correct? That's right, and we've we've also, in addition to um, all of the efforts we've taken to make sure that um, the kids who want to, the families who want to uh, return to school can do so safely, we've also uh, implemented a remote learning plan. Okay. So okay. those families who don't feel it's time to come back um, mm-hmm. have that as an option. Great. Um, so we've we've pivoted. Uh, this mm-hmm. has been um, a bit of a challenge for I us, bet. given that we're fairly, as a classical school, low tech and we have sure, you know quickly sure. uh come up to speed on this low tech are, you're talking to us in here we've got all these cameras everywhere. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> i hear you um but but so exactly we're going to have um remote learning option for all the families who cool. who choose it uh they'll they'll start when everybody does you know uh first day of school who's coming to campus and um and for at least the 7th through 12th grade they'll be able to to be participating in class as if they were there as much as possible uh through live class sessions wow Beautiful. that's so neat again if you're just tuning in right now we're speaking with Matt Watson head of school for the Atonement Academy and of course and John Creech assistant head of school 
uh, talking about all things Atonement Academy. And I'm not sure what you know about the history. Um, why the name Our Lady of the Atonement? Is there anything you can share about those two? Do you want to speak? <laughs> sure. Um, so, and you'll have to forgive me for my, I'm still catching up to speed on, Absolutely. on I'm the sure history there's a ton of, to learn. Uh, exactly. exactly. Um, of the church and, and the reference to um, Our Lady of Atonement. Um, but because I'm, I'm originally from uh, Our Lady of Walsingham in Houston. Oh, okay, so I cool. came really? from there. Mm-hmm. Well, we know lovely um, people from there, too. So. Yeah. Wow. So, so um, familiar with the story of Walsingham, and I'm just I'm catching up to speed on, on the story of atonement. Um, but um, Our Lady of Atonement uh, was basically uh, the, the title under which, um, you know, she, she appeared, and I believe it was Father um, Graymore, I believe is his, his name, who okay. started a community. Um, and he might have come from the Anglican tradition, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, and he, and, and his, um, he himself and I think a group of uh, fellow priests had a, a devotion and dedication uh, to Our Lady of Atonement or Mary under that title, mm-hmm. um, and that became basically as a as a church that um, started you know a community that started out Anglican who wanted full communion mm-hmm. with Rome um, saw that connection and embraced it as as the own the church. And that history is quite beautiful. And and for those people who may be in the area and have never actually attended Holy Mass at the church or walked through the campus. It is a sight to behold, and the church, as we were mentioning earlier, and the choir, and just the overall, it is very, very beautiful, and it lifts your entire soul to attend Holy Mass I mean, it's there. the sense of attention to detail. It's gorgeous. In every aspect, and I love it's that. It's true, good, and beautiful. You- your, your soul recognizes it instantly, instantly when you drive onto campus, and then when you walk into the church, it's just glorious, and I can tell that that inculcates every single aspect of the church and the school and the staff and the students and the family and the campus. And it really is about coming to be with God and, and having him infiltrate and penetrate every part of your life. So we are just so excited that the Atonement Academy even is here and that y'all are being so bold and brave and beautiful and really shaping the young minds of our community. It's fantastic. Yeah, and I get that same sense. Now, Julie, I forget if you've actually, oh, yeah, you have walked into the front doors there and you see the beautiful yes, staircase and I'm the angels. You, is that correct? I, mean, I felt mm-hmm. like Robin mm-hmm. Williams was going to walk down the stairs. From, <laughs> okay, that's one of my favorite movies, there. Dead Society. It's just so classical and gorgeous. Mm-hmm. There's woodwork everywhere. There's just gorgeous art. There's just beautiful imagery everything is very lovely i mean the details i'm telling you every everything single little so aspect detailed, of it very lovely. looks like you've got it taken care of um if somebody wanted more information i'm sure there's a website facebook page you know maybe something you can share with us yes if you go to uh the atonementacademy.org then you will find everything you need to know uh, in fact we especially during this time are assiduous to keep that up to date because sure. it's a primary mode of communication. Contact, sure. So find us there and you'll actually see some uh, images, some video just in the backdrop of some of these facilities that have been described just now. So awesome. I'm telling you, then you have the, is it the Renaissance Festival? What's the festival? The Knights Festival? King's, King's Fair. Fair. King's Fair. Yeah. Okay, I knew I'd get there. <laughs> oh, my kids well, went, went we, to that and were just amazed and enamored by the whole beauty of it it was just fantastic it's very otherworldly to step on the campus of (laughs) Mm -hmm. our lady of atonement Mm -hmm. because it's just it takes you back to this sense of tradition 
and loveliness that is very unique in San Antonio, and it's just by far the most tremendous experience. Um, I'm interested to know. So, when you say you begin, what day are the students coming to school? Are they already? They're not. You're an in service, so the kids haven't begun yet. What day do they start actually attending if they're coming in person? So the plan is August twelfth, which August 12th, was our so it's really wow. soon. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. so are you are you having children? Um, is the is the number set and you're not accepting any more kids? I don't I have a clue how that works as far as say someone's listening right now and says, Oh my goodness, this is the this is what I've been waiting for. I feel like this is where my child should be going. Is there any possibility that a kid could be enrolled and and begin? Absolutely. Our really? enrollment is continuing. In fact, it has been one of the busiest mm. Uh, summers, uh, perhaps surprisingly, I, I bet. wasn't quite expecting it. But uh, in fact, right after after this, I have to rush off and and have a, a Zoom inter- family interview uh, <laughs> cool. with, with the prospective okay. family. So um, absolutely, we're we're still uh, getting interested families, and uh, and we're yeah we're and I'm sure to to do that I'm, if they go to the website or the Facebook page, they have the contact information to reach out to the school and, and get that process yes. started. Yes, they'll be put in touch with Mrs. Joyner, okay. uh, who's our admissions director and a pleasure to work with. So she is in full swing right now. You know, last year, actually for the past several years, I'll think there's one in there, one year I skipped because I wasn't available, but I had the opportunity to MC the Atonement Academy, their gala. I had such a blast at that event. I mean, it's so, so much fun. Catholics and, do know how to celebrate. I tell you what, <laughs> yeah, we have a feast totally day agree. every day, so it's pretty cool. And it was at the <laughs> Elan, is that how I pronounce it? And, and uh, some of your former students came back uh, and shared their voices. And it's funny how I wish I knew more about the program. I get some notes here and there and like, oh, okay, there's some students going to sing, some former students. I'm like, you know, whatever. Oh, yes, I and know what I, you're about I, to say. I, I know. And, I, and then like, <laughs> oh, I recognize a lot of these kids. And then to start hearing them, hearing them rehearse a little bit and off in a room, like, oh, was that them? And then when they came out, I mean, literally, I, I had to hold back the tears because it was, I think there was maybe eight or nine students there, <laughs> former students. It was so incredibly beautiful. Mm-hmm. And again, that's just a taste and for those of you all that can see me on Facebook, really, it was awesome. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's, it's, I, I'm not kidding. I wish it, I sound like a broken record. Every single detail, uh, everything you all do there at the school and at the parish, uh, attention to detail seems very high uh, quality in everything. Excellence in education and formation and faithfulness. It's there, and you get that sense. That's where that peace comes from, because it feels like you're rooted in Jesus, you're rooted in Christ, you, and you're living it out. And I love that. So, Do y'all have any examples of interactions or things maybe that some of your high school students have said? Maybe those kids who have come from a long line of attending uh, atonement for a while, and some instances where you've heard students say, "This this school has just been everything to me," or any instances where you've heard from families that just say, "This is incredible." I, there's a there's a student I have in mind as you asked that question that popped mm-hmm. into, into my head, um, and she just graduated, um, and she is um, very exceptionally bright. Could probably mm-hmm. go do anything she wants. She's going to study music, okay. and and the whole and uh-huh. her what she has in mind is to go study music and come back to atonement to teach. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So um, absolutely, it has. <laughs> and and right now we have currently. Um, uh, music faculty. One of uh, one of them is a former student. Um, he's, he's there teaching. In fact, with his with his sister, who also teaches there. <laughs> former Atonement cool Academy, Academy grad. A true family. I love mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have about uh, I think it's uh, three minutes left in our on air 
uh, version of the show. And we're going to go a little bit into our after show because now that I heard that assistant head of school, John, has to leave for, <laughs> for a Zoom interview. But to see how far we go, because I do want to take it just a little bit deeper. Hmm. Um, I, but I love everything you've said uh, today. I love that the, the website and the, and the Facebook page has as many images of past events, former students, uh, the gala, uh, the, the King's Fair. Um, it, it just the whole outlook. And where are you all located in case anybody wanted to drive out there just to have a sense for what Julie and I are speaking about whenever we, you know. So it's at 1604. And by the way, I have not been in San Antonio all that long. Okay, <laughs> so, so, we're so here we go. Right questions. We're 16, asking all 1604 the and Babcock basically <laughs> so is, is, is the area. Yes. Oh, okay. and, um, and just west <laughs> just west of I-10, 1604 and Babcock. And, gotcha. um the, the actual physical address, it's on this small street back nestled in a neighborhood. Uh, the street's name is Red, Red Robin, but you can, you can get this information <laughs> on the website. What's beautiful is you can see the church spires through the mm-hmm. trees if you're traveling on 1604 right. and you can, you'll know. You can see them coming around 1604. You can Absolutely. see the three church spires yes. sticking They're up. black. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah, time's flying by. work too quickly. Um, so I didn't realize that you were this, this new, so you're, you're a transplant here. Oh, that's awesome. Absolutely. Welcome to San Antonio. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. We oh. both are, in fact. Oh. Fantastic. We came here for the school. Yeah. <laughs> That's so. Now, do you by chance have any students of your own? I mean, any children there at the school? Yes. Yes. Um, I have three. I have three boys there. Um, awesome. Uh, they just—they're going into first, third, and f- uh, wow, no, sorry, so yeah, first, little. fourth, and fifth. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And I have and I have two girls that will be uh, coming soon. Uh, maybe All next year, right. my my four-year-old will be starting in kindergarten. Wow, that's fantastic. So. And how about you, Matt? And my wife and I have six kids, Fantastic. and our oldest three, 10th, 7th, and 4th, attend at the academy, and Fantastic. we're looking forward to the others joining them wow. when they're a little wow. older. Wow, wow. exciting. With, well, with about uh, 30 seconds left to go, uh, I do want to remind everybody, again, for more information, you can just Google Atonement Academy. Uh, I'm sure you'll find their information uh, on the website or, or, and, and, uh, or, or their Facebook page. Give them a call. Tell them you heard about it on the radio. Uh, let's see where that goes. I'd love to, to hear more families that tune in to Guadalupe Radio Network sending their kids out to Atonement Academy. And I remember there used to be a family that I think they lived in the Pleasanton area. They drive all the way over here for Holy Man and their kids going to school there. But I want to thank you for what you all guys are doing. Again, folks, if you can, tune into the Facebook page of this. We're going to go to the after show in just a few seconds. But God bless you. And we'll be back with more Rise and Walk after this short break. Thanks for listening to Rise and Walk with Richard and Julie Reyna. To listen or watch again, go to iTunes or visit the Guadalupe Radio Network Facebook page. Have a question or comment? Email us at riseandwalk at grnonline.com. And make sure to join us next week for another episode of Rise and Walk. And just like that, we are back with more Rise of the Walk. The Hi, after I'm Julie, show. and I'd Again, like to invite you to the traditional media, Latin Mass Facebook, at St. Timothy Catholic Church, located at 1515 South Teo Street in cart. San Antonio. The traditional uh, Latin Mass is celebrated on Friday evenings at 7 p.m., on Saturdays at 12 p.m., and on Sunday afternoon at 2 p.m. Come and experience the beauty and reverence of the extraordinary form. Families and people of all ages are being drawn to this beautiful holy mass. I would argue not for the traditional Latin Mass at St. Timothy Catholic Church. Radio is Catholic Radio.
Radio for all... The Guadalupe Radio Network would like to thank Dr. Christopher York, an ENT doctor practicing the medical and surgical treatments of disorders of the ears, nose, and throat with an emphasis on thyroid and parathyroid surgery. Dr. York is also past president of the Catholic Physicians Guild of San Antonio and can be reached locally at 210-499-4589. Thank you, Dr. York, for your support of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Fullness of Truth invites you to the 14th Annual Summer Catholic Family Conference, August 21st through the 23rd at the beautiful and family-friendly Hyatt Regency Hill Country Resort and Spa in San Antonio. This year's theme is Radical Discipleship, Evangelization in the Real World. Featured speakers include Father Donald Calloway, Father Ken Geraci, Mark Hart, Hallie Lord, Annie Hickman, and Jesse Romero. Registration is now open. Visit fullnessoftruth.org. That's fullnessoftruth.org. A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Thanks for listening to KJMA 89.7 Floresville, San Antonio. On the Guadalupe Radio Network in South Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul. Catholic Radio for your soul. Heard also streaming on grnonline.com and on your smartphone.